This is Who Kicked the Corner Flag, an English soccer game show podcast. And here's your host, James Rose. Greetings, this is episode 15 of our third season and another check-in with the latest FA Cup action. We'll be quizzing out all the main highlights and testing the guys' knowledge from the fourth round. The show wouldn't be complete without the leader of the KC Spurs fan group and the man whose Jose Out banners are slowly starting to materialize. Intriguing. It's Jeremiah Semente. How are you, bud? I'm fine. <laughs> Just I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I mean, we're spending money. People are coming to the squad. Christian Eriksen's finally gone. Um, we're yeah. still floundering in mediocrity. I'm fine. <laughs> no further comment there. Uh, and another unmissable part of our show is the leader of the Casey Gunners and the man who, unlike James Bond, does prefer his martini shaken and stirred. It's Boyce Richardson. How are you, bud? I am participating tonight under protest due to the lack of Arsenal-related content, but... <laughs> All I'll say is this. Imagine playing a fourth-round FA Cup tie away against an EPL team and ending up with a midweek fixture during winter break. Mm-hmm. Who to thunk? We might be even talking about that. I think the title of this episode might even be uh, and the shortened winter breaks. So uh, we'll see if we get into that. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump in. We're going to play Question of the Match, the contest where each person gets a statistical question from the most significant fixtures of the FA Cup weekend. Uh, Boyce will get two topics from this category and Gerald will get the extra rumor mill to follow. And it's two points for correct guess. And here are those categories. United gets six. Liverpool's B team and no Spurs cleanliness. So, boys, which one would you like to pick? You know, Jared and I were talking about this pre-pod, so let's just dive into it. Not that I really want to celebrate a 6-0 United victory, but there's plenty to talk about in this match. Mm-hmm. There's plenty to talk about with United, too, but we'll uh, we'll get on to that. Uh, Man United put six past League One's Tranmere with expensive defender Harry Maguire finally scoring a United goal. Uh, the final score is 6-0. Uh, so, boys, here's your quiz question. When was the last time United scored more than six goals away from home in any competition? Was it 2004 or 1999? 2004? Ooh, no, it was further back than that. 1999 against Nottingham Forest. And believe it or not, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer was in that game and he scored four of their goals. I think the final score was 7-1, but uh, but yeah, crazy times. And uh, you'll probably remember this, boys. When was the other time United scored? This is at home. Uh, they scored eight <laughs> goals against a certain I hate, team. <laughs> I, hate, I hate you so much. I hate you so, I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. Let's move that. on to talking about this match. I think that might be the case. Uh, so despite strong success today... There are still some concerns and almost, uh, well, I say almost, there's talks of like a uh, revolution or uprising from the fans. Uh, what's what's the future for United looking like? I mean, it would be blissful if they could play the team that's in 21st place in League One every weekend. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. The way that those morons were celebrating after scoring goals against a terrible team that somehow still managed to beat Watford is embarrassing enough. <laughs> like, that should tell you about the present status of Manchester United, that Harry Maguire scores a deflected goal into the upper corner and then turns around and celebrates like he won a Champions League final. <laughs> Sit down, potato head. It's ridiculous. He won it back pretty team- bad. It was absolutely insane. Like, that goal should barely count. It's much like Jesse Lingard, who didn't even manage to score during the entirety of the 2019 calendar year, celebrating like Roger Klotz from TV's Doug on Nickelodeon. It's The whole thing is ridiculous. And, you know, 
there were a few things going around social media this week that were looking at potential cheers coming from the United section about how Ed Woodward should die. Uh, that seems slightly a bridge too far beyond where they are right now. But this team's a mess. They can't get the Bruno Fernandez trade done. They can't get anything done. They don't seem to be able to identify players. They let their captain go on what was basically a free transfer to Inter Milan. They're trying to shift out salaries, but they're not going to be able to get rid of Paul Pogba until sometime over the summer. Really, I think, and I would assume Jared would agree with this, the best thing to come out of this is the fact that they were on a little bit of a negative downslide, and I don't. United fans were celebrating in a preposterous fashion, so maybe this will keep Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in the managerial position for just a little bit longer, which I think is really the best. Blow them. Bring them back. You guys are so awesome. Keep coming. Yeah, they're great. They're an offensive force. Jesse Lingard and Harry Maguire are going to score all kinds of goals against terrible teams on a pitch that looked like it was born of hell. So... Yeah, I mean, if you're a United fan, I'm not sure what you take from this match, if anything. I guess you're just glad that you didn't get embarrassed away. But above and beyond that, I don't think this translates into much of anything for their Premier League form. I mean, don't get me wrong, a few of those goals that were scored outside of the 18-yard box were pretty impressive to behold. But again, it's against Tranmere Rovers. Mm -hmm. You know, they got the luck of the draw in the FA Cup, and congratulations. I don't know which directional school they play in the next round, but one has to hope that the performance will require a little bit more ingenuity than just pegging shots into the right upper 90 the entire time. I mean, mm-hmm. again, you can't take anything from this match. Really, the only thing that you can take is that they didn't lose, and if you're a fan of any of the other quote-unquote top six teams, maybe Ole Gunnar Solskjaer got himself a monkey's paw, and he gets to hang around for another month or two at Old Trafford. <laughs> uh, Jared, what are your thoughts on this uh, whole Man United situation with the FA Cup and of course into the Premier League as well. I God, who knows? I mean, you know, to echo Boyce's point, this is a Tranmere Rover team that allowed a Fernando Llorente hat trick a year ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're gonna turn around. Look, I love the FA Cup. I know a lot of people kind of see it as a lesser competition and all of that, but I love these kind of fixtures. I love the idea of uh, you know, a 70 million pounds of Harry Maguire getting out there and playing in what looked like a pitch that was mowed by, you know, sheep eating it. So I, <laughs> I, I, I do love this idea that you have to travel to, you know, some of these, uh, you know, smaller, smaller parks. And it's fantastic. Uh, that being said, in watching this Bruno Fernandez trade just go up in flames, uh, as, as a Spurs supporter, we're sitting here like, okay, are we, are we back in for that? Because that would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, we're, we're not. We won't be. But the fact that they cannot get this done, and uh, it, there is so much just weight on this squad. They're not scoring. Uh, you know, if if anything, if you're a if you're a United supporter, you think all right, a comfortable win that you should have moving forward. I am quite envious of a comfortable win that you should have moving forward. <laughs> uh, but. You know, so you can be heartened by that, but I mean, honestly, and I'm not sure who they draw, uh, who they do next. Um, so it looks like it's going to be either Northampton Town or Derby County in their next round. Oh, oh, the wow. return of Wayne Rooney. That is right, a Wayne Your Rooney player Derby. Player coach Wayne Rooney to come in. So that a Wayne Rooney Derby Derby. Uh, that would be. 
I am rooting for the Darby Darby uh, and uh, for player coach Wayne Rooney uh, to come in uh, to Old Trafford and uh, give give the fighting Woodwards what for. Uh, I think that would be great. I think it'll be an interesting fixture if that does happen. I think Wayne Rooney would be on the or in the spotlight for that one for sure. Uh, let's go ahead and move on. We have two fixtures left to discuss. We have Liverpool's B team and no Spurs cleanliness. So, Jared, which one, I wonder, would you like? <laughs> I wonder. I always wonder each week. You gotta, you know, you gotta assume the worst. But you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not laughing. I'm crying. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk about Spurs and their buffal from Grace. Oh, that's good. That's great. I'm taking that. Oh, uh, Spurs, Spurs start. Yeah, Spurs struggle to keep a clean sheet as they concede late on at St. Mary's to force a fourth round replay, another replay for Spurs in the FA Cup here. Uh, the final score against Southampton is 1-1. to Okay, Jared, here's your quiz question. How many goals has Son scored in his FA Cup career when it started in January of 2016? Uh, is it 5 or 11? Uh, 11. Said with confidence. Yes, that is absolutely correct. And I'll get you those first two points of the games. He's on some... He likes to score in the FA Cup. I think that's kind of... Well, he likes to score any game, I guess. But uh, without him, I mean, it seems like this team kind of... I mean, obviously, they're without Harry Kane as well. But uh, it seems like they kind of need him as uh, as the ultimate guy to kind of uh, save the day almost. Uh, yes, that is absolutely true. Um, the This was also a product of... We remember, you know, two, three years ago... Uh, of Mauricio Pochettino running Harry Kane out there and not scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, you know, they rely on him in sense so much. And once more, you know, relying on him with an absent Harry Kane, I don't know who we're going to sign, who we're going to bring in uh, uh, to kind of alleviate this. But at this point, uh, be thankful for what you have um, and move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, you know, you hit the nail on the head uh, without him. I mean, there were a couple of goals that probably should have happened here, uh, but they didn't. <laughs> they did not. Uh, boys, on the current results, replays, how far do Spurs feasibly go in the FA Cup this season? I think it's going to be a really interesting question because I was looking at the fixture list for this quote-unquote winter break that we're about ready to go into. Mm-hmm. Spurs are a team that at least nominally are going to attempt to replicate their successes in the Champions League last year. So they have something to play for, and this winter break would have been of extreme value to them, right? And then they have that weekend off, and then they play the next weekend. And Southampton actually had the same thing as well. But Southampton have absolutely nothing else to play for. So I know that the replay is actually at Hotspur Stadium. But it's going to be a situation where it's going to be really interesting for Jose Mourinho to see what he does and what he puts out in terms of a starting 11. I know we're going to talk about Jurgen Klopp's comments later. Uh, I'll just go ahead and address those up front. If you win, you don't have a replay. It's, it's amazing how that works. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, with respect to this particular thing and how far Tottenham are going to go, I think it really does depend on what Mourinho wants to do and how he wants to allocate Spurs' resources. You know, Jared referenced that they're without Harry Kane. They're entirely reliant, at least right now, upon Hongun San. That's a player that could almost certainly use a full two-week break. And the question really is going to be what starting 11 Mourinho decides to put out there. Is he going to let those players go to go ahead and go to Dubai or wherever they're going for warm weather training? Or is he going to put out the same starting 11 that he put out over the weekend in an attempt to advance? And I really don't know what the answer to that is. You know, when he when he gets inquiries from the press during his interviews, 
he makes it sound like he puts a pretty decent value on the FA Cup. So maybe he trots out a starting 11 and just sees how that goes. But, you know, I, I think it's going to be a really interesting balancing act for him. You know, as a person that thinks with Spurs present squad that putting too many eggs in the Champions League baskets probably just going to create endurance problems and probably a whole host of injuries if you're not trying to manage that correctly. The, the problem is that Spurs have the same issue that, that Arsenal do, where, you know, Chelsea keep losing and they have actually three very difficult opponents coming up. So maybe things will constrict a little bit for the top four battle. But at least as of right now, they're kind of floundering and you're trying to figure out how you want to allocate resources, stamina and endurance for the rest of the season. And like I said, I I, I think Spurs... Who do they potentially have in the next round? It's like Norwich at home, right? Yes, it'll it'll be yes. Norwich at home, yep. <clears throat> I think that that's a match that Spurs are obviously infinitely capable of winning. You know, they just played Norwich in what was a pretty back-and-forth match. But, again, Norwich is a club that is far more invested in trying to retain their spot in the Premier League than they are in advancing too much in the FA Cup because winning the FA Cup doesn't do them any good. So... Uh, you know, you see Spurs getting through the round of 16 in the event that they can get by Southampton at home. Then they get into the round of eight if they beat Norwich at home. Liverpool, hell, they might lose at Anfield to Shrewsbury because Jurgen Klopp just doesn't care. <laughs> uh, you know, so you start looking at the clubs that are still in it. Arsenal will potentially still be in it because they're away to Portsmouth. But again, they're League One. You have Chelsea. You have United. You have City. You know, uh, We'll see how Spurs do against City on the weekend, but those are all clubs that Spurs have a viable chance of beating. And again, I think that if I'm Mourinho in this instance, Spurs aren't going to win the Champions League. There's every potential that they don't finish in the top four. The FA Cup might be the only trophy Spurs have a a legitimate shot at. The same is obviously true of Arsenal, except the Europa League is a little bit of a different standard. If I'm Mourinho, I put out the same starting 11. Injuries be darned. And... uh, just kind of see where it takes them. Good thought indeed. All right. We eat new words, man, when we're in the <laughs> Champions League final again. I'm telling you. It's on so, tape. I mean, Don't worry. I'll replay it. You guys, <laughs> are, you guys are without Harry Kane again, which apparently makes you a far more viable team. Waiting for Lucas. The rumors, of Fer- the rumors of Fernando Llorente coming back. I was like, yes, why not? Do it. <laughs> what, el- what else can we make at this clown show? Yes, shoots, let's do it. Shoots from the hips against Man City all the time. Uh, all right, boys, we're over to you for the last one, and it is Liverpool's B team. Liverpool are forced into an FA Cup replay as Minnow's Shrewsbury recover a two-goal deficit. The final score is 2-2. Two to two. And here's your quiz question. Liverpool have failed to win a game when being two goals ahead for the first time since when? Is it April 2018 or November 2016? Oh, I feel like this is a trick question of some sort, given their present form, but it feels like ages. Uh, Was 2016 when they were up and then they floundered and they ended up losing the title? Let's go with that. It is not that. It's April 2018, would you believe it? And I did have it written down who it was against, but uh, somehow it didn't save to this computer. So uh, trust me on that. It is April 2018, and I'll try and figure out who it was against. So unlucky there, boys. Uh, didn't get the points there. Um, so let's talk about Liverpool then in this situation. They were in a very similar situation last season with the FA Cup, where they made a number of changes to the starting lineup. Are they just clearly not giving enough respect to the FA Cup here? They don't care. Klopp has made it completely evident that he doesn't care. He got a little bit of a break last year, I believe, because they ended up playing Wolverhampton, and he put out a reduced squad, and they lost. And, you know, I mean, as Wolves have demonstrated throughout the last few seasons, losing 
losing to Wolves isn't something that puts a stain on anybody. But it, it's been evident throughout Klopp's time in the Premier League that he just does not put any stake in this competition whatsoever. I mean, hell, he, he put out a better starting 11 for the Club World Cup final, which is meaningless. <laughs> it has absolutely, you know, I mean, they won it, congratulations, but it's not something that really constitutes much of anything in the context of a season. And this is a viable chance at a trophy, and I think it's really interesting because we had this discussion, obviously, before this year when Liverpool were lapping everybody else. And before, you know, the same thing in 2019 when they won the UCL final. Klopp, you know, he can do whatever he wants at this point. He's in a position where they're UCL champions, they're going to win the Premier League this year. It's a different discussion than it was a year ago when we were talking about the fact that he was potentially sacrificing Liverpool's only opportunity for hardware. Mm. Uh, But I think the greater discussion is, within the context of the Premier League and the FA itself, is what the FA is going to do to Klopp if he follows through on his promise and puts out a team full of academy prospects to play Shrewsbury Town on that Tuesday or Wednesday during the the quote-unquote winter break. And... You know, the FA never really manages to make itself look like a phenomenal institution that has any idea what it's doing generally. So I don't really expect much of anything. If you remember, I think it was the League Cup fixture against Arsenal. They actually played an ineligible player and the FA kind of gave them a finger wag. And that was basically the full extent of what was, (laughs) you know, the full extent of their punishment. I just can't foresee them doing anything against the team that VAR loves this year. And I don't think anything's going to come of it. But I think what's really interesting is the fact that, you know, you've got Chelsea in the next round of that competition for the the team that ends up winning between Shrewsbury and Liverpool. And Liverpool are basically going to end up handing Shrewsbury Town and Chelsea an opportunity to advance. And from a match-fixing kind of standpoint, it's a little frustrating because... Obviously, as a fan, we all want to see Chelsea versus Liverpool, right? Let's not pretend like we don't want to see a great FA Cup game. But Klopp seems absolutely determined to ensure that we don't see it. And Liverpool's academy kids might be good enough to beat Shrewsbury Town. They certainly should be. But in the event that they don't advance, the the loser, Liverpool, as well as everybody else that actually is invested in the FA Cup and wants to see a good matchup, Mm-hmm. The conversation would almost expand in the sense of what Liverpool are doing wrong and why aren't they paying more attention to it. But, uh, Jared, do you think, just kind of going on the whole FA Cup situation, I mean, we've kind of had this conversation a few times, I think, but do you think the FA Cup should abandon replays and just take it to extra time and then penalties just to get it kind of squared away? Or do you think they should keep the tradition of the replays uh, in the FA Cup? Uh, well, okay, so when do replays stop do they go replays uh, are still at at the semi-final stage correct i think it's yeah after the fifth round i think sixth and onwards this, I, yeah because the semi the semi-final stage is at wembley and it's a one-off and that's a one-off so what i would say is don't abandon replays entirely because that is still how you get some of these uh some of your cinderellas kind of coming in uh either get a replay you know at home or something like that but i would say maybe expand uh, where you have the one and done, uh, maybe out to uh, the quarterfinals, mm, okay. um, and then and then maybe kind of accelerate it because by then you're getting into as Boyce was alluding to, you're getting into other teams uh, uh, that have other competitions, be it Europa or Champions League, uh, you know considerations when it comes to you know resting players. So if you were to expand that, you're later in the year, you're 
kind of alleviating that that stretch on some of these squads and maybe you're taking away the option of you know who do I rest? Who do I play? Injuries be damned, and all of that. Hey, Jared, um, not to, not to interrupt you much. So I just did a little bit of research. There are no replays starting in the next round. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, <laughs> okay. So my idea was brilliant, and they already do it. Um, you know, <laughs> Fantastic. Like, uh, you no, know, it was like Shazam. That was my idea in college. I didn't tell anybody, but it was my idea. So it's still a good one. Um, so I think that's fine. You know, after that. Uh, and maybe that's, you know, kind of an indication that on the show I had asked that question about the replays in the FA Cup. Um, you know, there is a, a, a notion that it is not important and maybe, uh, uh, you know, Jurgen Klopp, rightly or wrongly, uh, is kind of hedging that. Now, I I do find it weird that he's being so brazen about it. Uh but uh, I'm not I'm not certain what the what the rules kind of say with respect to, you know, kind of the effort that you have to put forth um, mm. on the part of the manager. Now, obviously, if you're a player, you're going to be looking to something if you start, you know, missing open goals and, you know, kind of scoring on yourself. But um, I don't I'm not really sure. I'm not familiar with those regulations with respect to placing the team on the pitch. Mm. I'd be in, I'd be interested to see what that is. But, you know, I think. Uh, I still kind of stand by it. You know, once you kind of get into the later season, I think that's probably a consideration behind the rule uh, that once you kind of get through the leggy part of the season, uh, you start, you know, kind of seeing the draw is the draw. Uh, and I think that's fine. I, I just, to me, it is hilarious to think that a squad like Liverpool isn't deep enough, you know, <laughs> right. to play some, to play some names, uh, uh, you know, for, you know, for England's, you know, tournament trophy. And I just, you know, I, I would not be a fan of that if it were, if it were my squad, but, um, my squad's not winning everything left and right and setting records. So I think right now, if you're a Liverpool supporter, I don't think you give it. I think it's just whatever Klopp says, whatever those high beam dentures say, I'll take it because the is just, he's delivering. Mm -hmm. I think the one thing that needs to be said is the fact that they had a week off Right, mm-hmm. they had a week off before this match, and then another week yeah. to the next match. So, yeah. yeah, like there's, it's not like this is a situation where they had a midweek fixture, right? Like well, Salah and Firmino played. I mean, yeah, I later on, it, again to my earlier point, you don't want to replay it win. It didn't score, right? <laughs> I mean, and by the way, uh, a a heck of a job to what's his face. <laughs> Cummings was that the guy? Yeah, scored? I believe it's Cummings. Yeah, twice. <laughs> Jason <laughs> Cummings. Yeah. Good for you, sir. <laughs> that second finish was absolutely great. It was absolutely a penalty, converted penalty. I mean, that's a hell of a day at the office. Uh, mm. So you know, good for you. And you know what? Let them try out the academies and then kick their teeth in at Anfield. Well, here's a fun fact about Jason Cummings. He's the first substitute to score an FA Cup brace against top-flight opposition while playing for a lower league team since January 2011. So there you go. We'll we'll call that an impact. Thanks, Optigio. Let's not go too far if you're looking at him. Look at his uh, uh, celebration. He has the Joker, like laughing tattoo on oh, his no. hand oh gosh oh, yeah no. oh, he's yeah. one of those so yeah oh, no. that's not so, great <laughs> uh 
maybe take all my compliments and divide them in half. <laughs> we'll take that. Is that fair? That, that feels fair. That feels that feels very fair. I'll take it. <laughs> Let's move on to another round of rumor mill. I'm going to provide a line or quote from a newspaper or online resource. All the guys have to do is tell me if it was actually printed or something that is purely fictional, something make believe. Two points for a correct guess, and Jared is up first with this one. The Spurs supporters trust are now starting to point the finger at the club's chairman Daniel Levy and his decision to appoint. Jose Mourinho late last year. Uh, yeah, you're seeing some Levy out signs and things like that. And, you know, maybe that's not the point you're making, but I'm going to say true. It's false, although I'm fully with you. I think at this point, we're starting to get murmurings of some, okay, Daniel, let's, let's really get this uh, ship sorted out now. Uh, but yeah, the supporters trust haven't said anything of that nature yet that has been uh, published. Really? Okay. Um, yeah. So maybe they're just kind of waiting until the end of the season, seeing how the season progresses. If they do end up with a Champions League trophy, that would be an LOL moment. But anyway, uh, sadly, no points for you, Jared, on that one. All right, boys, Jared. this next one is for you. Man United fans are planning a mass walkout during the club's Premier League home fixture against Wolves on February the 1st uh, in process at the club's owner's. I mean, sure. I, if I was a Man United fan, I'd probably try and walk out as well, although they might be busy trying to like offer Ed Woodward death threats. But yeah, I'm going to go true. It is true. According to the Mirror, they are indeed planning this said event on February 1st. Uh, I don't know when it would happen, how it would happen. Would it just be during the game or would it be after? Who knows? Who cares? Uh, but yes, that is true. And that'll get you those two points. All right, Jared. All of those fans headed back to London. It's going to be a really long train ride. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, Jared, this last one is for you. Aston Villa are interested in their former player, Christian Benteke, the current Crystal Palace striker. Oh my god. Um sure. Palace is not I mean we've talked about this. They need money. They need something. Mm-hmm. So, sure. It is true. Yeah, according to Sport Witness, which is a real publication, trust it, me. Um, is the thing you wrote is the thing that I wrote just last week. Is it- um <laughs> I'm giving you the points, Jared. Don't complain. I'm still making fun of you. (laughs) Points deducted for making fun of the Quizmaster. No, it is correct. Uh, According to Sport Witness, which is something I didn't write, um, they're wanting Aston Villa wanting him back, which is kind of bizarre because Aston Villa are in this whole... Uh, I don't know what you want to call it, this mess with uh, financial fair play, and now all of a sudden they're wanting to spend even more money. I don't know what the, I don't know what's going on there. Maybe it's all just been... Would it be taking them on loan? That could be the case. Yeah, that could be true. Um, I'll have to write... I mean, to... that, yeah. I mean, that'd make more sense, you know, like with, with the option, be like, hey, we're, we're going bankrupt, but... You know, we'll sign him when we when we're not going bankrupt. When we have our money back, yeah, yeah, good point. You still got to pay him though, so I have no <laughs> idea what you do. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go and swiftly move on to our last section of this quiz, which this week is around of team profile yes this edition is five different clues to current fa cup teams each clue easier than the last so as usual the first person to shout their name and correctly guess their team wins those points but you only get one guess as an incorrect shot will freeze you out uh, so the specific category for these teams is fourth round participants so teams that are currently in the fourth round or maybe not in the f- in the tournament anymore uh, all right here we go team number one 
currently playing in the Championship League. So that's the division below uh, the Premier League. Were once coached by Harry Redknapp. Jared. Hey. Yes, Jared. Portsmouth. It is not Portsmouth. No. Good oh. guess, though. Unlucky. That does freeze you out. So, so, boys, enjoy it. These <laughs> last clues are for you. Uh, it is a London club. They play their home games at Loftus Road. Ah, uh, damn it. <laughs> there it is. Go for it, boys. Who is it? Uh, it's Queen's Park Rangers. Yes, sir, it is. Nice work on that. That'll get you those two points. The other clue is, uh, this is a weird clue, have a similar name to a New York borough. Queen's, Queen's Park Rangers. That's weird. Don't, don't go off that clue. That's just stupid. Wow, you, that's a little bit of a stretch, but uh, all right. We, it's good. A, we, we, we didn't, didn't get... We didn't, um, we didn't need it. So. Yeah, I was gonna say we didn't even get there, so you could have just I'm... not added. You could have not added yourself. <laughs> I was gonna say you guys got it, but whatever. All right, team number two, nicknamed the Owls, currently managed by Gary Monk, currently mid-table in the Championship League. Boys? Yes, boys. Sheffield Wednesday. Nice grab, sir. Yeah, yeah it is Sheffield call. Wednesday. Nice work indeed. That'll get you those two points. Uh, the other clues, part named after a day of the week and located in Sheffield. There is a reason. I, I, I feel like I learned this, why they are called Sheffield Wednesday, but I now can't remember. And I don't think it's as basic as they were formed on a Wednesday. Um, no, it was, uh, I'm pretty sure there were two teams and one would play on Wednesday. Oh, that was... I'm I because I've I've looked at this before. And if I read it up after this, I'll correct myself. But I'm okay. fairly certain that's it. OK, so what Sheffield United got all the other days of the week <laughs> or maybe they were like Sheffield Thursday. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Sheffield Sunday. Anyway, uh, yes, sir, you got the points there. So nice work, boys, on that. All right. Team number three located in the oh, so let me say that again, located on the south coast of England. Once known as Boscombe FC. Boyce. Yes, Boyce. Portsmouth? It is not Portsmouth, no. And that does freeze you out. So, Jared, these other clues are for you. A current Premier League team. Nope. (laughs) 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 He knows it. Uh, Managed by Eddie Howe and known as the Cherries. Uh, my beloved Cherry. So it would be AFC Bournemouth. That's uh, yes, is absolutely correct, and it will get you those two points. I don't know why Bos FC. Uh, maybe an uh, area of Bournemouth. I don't know. Yeah, I I did not know that. So clearly, I'm not a true <laughs> OG Cherries supporter. Well, now you are. I mean, all this information, just uh, knowledge. There, we'll take it. Uh, team number four, known as the Sky Blues. Currently play their games at St. Andrew's Stadium. Currently in the third tier of English football. Once beat Spurs to the FA Boys. Cup. Yes, boys. Tranmere? It is not Tranmere, no. Oh, no. Good guess, though. That'll freeze you out. See, so, yeah, once beat Spurs to the FA Cup trophy back in 1987. And, Jared, this last clue is for you. Located in Coventry. Located in Coventry. Coventry said it so British. Would that be? Would, would that be Coventry? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, you know what? I, I don't know if I can give you this. I feel like I need the full, the full T name. And there's one more part. There's a very crucial part that I know certain fans of this team would be yelling at me for if I gave you this. Uh, any other guesses? I'll give you one more guess. So it is Coventry. It's yes, it's Coventry City. Yeah, there we go. Okay. I was like, I can't really give him Coventry because that would just be like saying, I don't know. Well, I was about to say Tottenham, <laughs> but you can call him Tottenham, Tottenham. But anyway, um, yeah, you got the points. <laughs> there goes my. There goes my. Oh, I calling Kansas City the Chiefs. Wait, <laughs> true. Good point. Whatever. All Actually, right. Kansas Chiefs versus Kansas City Chiefs. Ah, okay. See, there you I'm go. with you. There all you right. Go. See exactly that. That's what I meant the whole time. Uh, all right. This last team of the game was also once managed, once managed by Harry Redknapp. Also located on the south coast of England. Jared. Yes, Jared. That's Portsmouth. Yes, sir, it is. That is Portsmouth. <laughs> nice work. Portsmouth was going to show up at some point, and it showed up right at the end. So nice work on that. The other clues are play their home games at Fratton Park, where blue is their home color, known as Pompeii? Pompey? I don't know where that came from. Um, maybe I should, but anyway. Yes, Portsmouth is the answer on that. And that does conclude the game, guys. And here are the final scores. Boys, so you came away with six. But Jared, sir, this is your second win in a row. You came away with ten. And the win. How do you feel? Oh, my goodness. I think that's officially... Is that a streak? I, I don't I, think so. I think it's a first. Two is a trend. <laughs> Three is a streak. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, I'll take that for sure. But, uh, hey, nice work. We're starting to claw back those points in the overall series title. So... Keep Only on down on. by six now. All right. Only, <laughs> <laughs> Only down by six. I love it. Uh, give us your very brief outlook on Spurs' immediate future, obviously with Manchester City on the horizon this Sunday. Um, thoughts on that one? Thoughts on uh, the future fixtures after that? Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't know. <laughs> you know, we're bringing – you know, if – if the if the narrative that Christian Eriksen was, you know, a distraction in the in the locker room and his malaise and play and despite how much he actually freaking played, mm-hmm. um, then you know what that is that is excised. So now it's moving forward with you have City, you have this crappy replay, um, and then you're at Villa before you start ramping back into the Champions League uh, with your first round match against RB Leipzig um, in on the 19th of February. So I think um, really the next, the next month leading up to that uh, March one uh, fixture hosting wolves, um, I think is really going to determine the, how we're going to be going into the spring to Boyce's point. You know, I think it's a little early to start packing it in uh, towards one, just top four uh, a goal. Uh, but I tell you what, uh, if you lose to Southampton and you go down by more than two goals at home to RB Leipzig, then yeah, it's time. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, screw everything else. You're you're all in. You got to make that push to try to win top four. And we're really going to see whether or not they can do that by gaining points on Chelsea on February the 22nd. So mm-hmm. I think the next month is very crucial for Spurs. You know, very excited to see Justin Fernandez, uh, you know, kind of get in regularly to the squad. Um, that was something that you almost felt, uh, uh, you know, didn't happen too often under a potch, to be frank. You know, mm-hmm. some of the new signings took a little bit to break into the squad. And it's interesting to see, you know, someone come in and say, hey, this is a soccer ball. Okay, go. You're good. Um, <laughs> and, 
and you know we'll see how that goes. Uh, you know, you know some of the other you know prospective signings are interesting. Um, I think Mourinho's hand has kind of been forced by that. I mean, Levy's hand has been forced uh, by really not having a like for like replacement uh, with uh, with Harry Kane. But I tell you what, you know, you got some you got some fun y- youngsters coming up in Jaffa Tanganga, uh, uh, and this is probably just Homer positivity. But you know, you can see some potential here. Mm-hmm. Um, but talk to me in a month. Because if it all goes to crap, uh, then I'll forego everything I just said, and, and we're all screwed. <laughs> it's all you know, on the We're all dust, and to dust we all return, James. So. <laughs> Love it. All right, let's go to the other side of North London. Arsenal have uh, Burnley FC uh, this coming Sunday at 8 a.m., followed by a uh, visit from Newcastle. Um, there are fixtures they should comfortably win, maybe? I don't know. What do you think, boys? Yeah, I mean, Burnley managed to lose an FA Cup fixture at home this weekend, so that's not really great for them. They'd had a few decent results in sequence, but if you're an Arsenal fan, I think our next three are away to Burnley, home to Newcastle, and home to Everton. So, you know, anything less than nine points has got to be pretty disappointing, and you kind of hope that the win today and the the comeback against Chelsea with ten men maybe uh, coupled with the return of David Luiz and Pierre-Emerick Yang this weekend, which, uh, you know, should do us a world of good, will be enough to get Arsenal nine points. And I, I think to the earlier discussion point, I believe that Chelsea have Leicester, United, and Spurs as their next three. So Could be right, yeah. Pot- potential drop points to be had there. And I think if you're an Arsenal fan, you walk away with nine of the next nine. Who knows what could happen? I mean, I... Not foolish enough to think the top four is still on, but Jared and I had this discussion earlier in the offseason that Chelsea really aren't that good and that they kind of overplayed their profile a little earlier this year. So I think we're seeing them regress a little bit to the mean. And then it really is which of the crap will rise because, you know, United, Spurs, Chelsea, and Arsenal are all equally not great. (laughs) And it's really the, the matter of which of those teams are ends up being the, the not not greatest. I don't know. Whatever that is. <laughs> it's too many negatives as far as I'm concerned, but the reality is that one of those crap teams is going to end up in the top four, and if you're any one of those four teams, you're kind of thinking, why couldn't it be us? Except if you're United, and you realize that you're managed by Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and you're like, it's definitely not us. But the <laughs> other three teams, why not? Could be. We'll see what happens. But it's interesting to that point, Boyce. You're right. It's Leicester. They're at Leicester, home to United, home to Spurs, and then three days later is their round of 16 fixture hosting Bayern. Ooh. So Frankie Football has to have make a decision between playing Spurs uh, and then hosting Bayern three days later. So it's going to be interesting to see how these points kind of play out and what squad is trotted out there on February 22nd. Mm-hmm. Well, and then if Jurgen Klopp decided to actually play football... Uh, during the winter break, Chelsea might have a home match against Liverpool in the FA Cup in their fifth round. So, you know, we'll see right. whether or not Liverpool's ten, JV ten squad... Days, ten days later. Right. If Liverpool's JV squad can beat Shrewsbury Town, wherever in the world in England that is, then potentially Chelsea have a matchup against Liverpool in a competition much like Spurs and Arsenal that they might think they could potentially win. It's in Shrewsbury City, boys. <laughs> the city is very I, important. Ah, <laughs> uh, much like the debate between Bangladesh and Ukraine, you could give me an empty blank map of the UK and tell me to point to Shrewsbury Town, and I'd be like, I'd have no idea. I <laughs> assume, is, 
I assume it's north. Where's Mary Louise Kelly when we need her? <laughs> oh man, we're getting we're diving deep into the universe these days. Say we're going there now. Wow, this is a wild tangent. Maybe I should wrap this thing up. Uh, well, that does conclude today's episode. Thanks again to my guests, Jerry Basmitsi and Boyce Richardson. If you haven't done so already, please do subscribe to our weekly episodes. You can also find us on our social media outlets: Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time.